Hi, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to take you on a tour of this week's news. New month, new start. Our front page is dominated with a picture of some beautiful young women. And when you first glance, you think it's pretty amazing they're doing splits on the floor, but they're not on the floor. They're in the air. Yes, and they are members of the Gilderland High School cheer squad. And for the second year in a row, the squad from Gilderland has won the sectional championship last year in the co-ed division. This year, they're all female. And this is relatively new to be considered as a sport, and they certainly are showing their athleticism and will be traveling to Syracuse this weekend for the state competition, and we wish them the best. Next to the Flying Dutch men, we have Ideas Flying. I had a lovely conversation with trustee Richard Strott after this week's Voorheesville Village Board meeting, and he talked about the Master Plan Committee and the work it's doing, and the way he described it, it has much more than just zoning and plans for land use involved. He's talked about how the village is searching for its identity and the kinds of memories people are sharing and how different community groups are coming together and you can read about that we also have a story by h rose schneider on hilltown farmers being surveyed this is an initiative from the Cary institute in rensselville and they hope to become a voice for the farmers, and we encourage any farmers um, in the hill towns listening to this or reading the paper to get involved in the survey. I looked at it online. It's very simple. It won't take a lot of your time to fill out, and it, it'll make you part of a of a larger understanding of the rural community in the hill towns. Our other front page story is by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer, covering the Gilderland School Board. She um, was interested because in the rather routine textbook approval process, two board members had objections to a book called All American Boys, um, proposed for 10th grade English classes. And she talked to the author who said there are several boards in different states that have, in his words, censored it. Um, they think of it as being anti-police, and he said it's not. It's meant to uh, capture um, this moment in time. And she also looked at some of the history of um, Gilderland School Board and book approvals, going way back to the great Santini debate. Um, the editorial this week has a stunning illustration by Carol Coogan, reminiscent in my mind of Rockwell Kent, where the beacon is shining, and we hope that in New York State it continues to shine. The issue is transgender students, and our readers, our regular readers know we've profiled quite a few of them on our pages this year, and um, there was a federal directive last week that was meant to cut off um, 
cases now in court <laughs> that uh, were challenging uh, the interpretation of Title IX by the Obama administration. And locally, we followed the story from beginning to end of the Gilderland School District setting up a transgender bathroom. And we congratulate, congratulate Clifford Nooney, among others, in charge of maintenance at Gilderland, who was awarded for his work doing that. And we hope our school districts with the backing of our governor, our attorney general, and our education commissioner, we'll continue to support the transgender students as they deserve. We certainly are impressed with the ones that we have gotten to know and admire their courage. Our letters pages are packed this week. We had a whole news to fit in. <laughs> we didn't even fit them all in. I think we have 18 letters to the editor. Good for community participation. Um, the predominant issue is in the town of Knox. We're at the last board meeting. Two hot button issues appears to have divided the community. One on accepting a grant to set up an electric vehicle station. The other on establishing business districts in town beyond the current one. And uh, our lead letter is a very, very strident one from Linda Carmen, followed by a tempered one. And we particularly admire this letter from Amy Anderson of Knox, who disagreed 100% with our editorial last week and marshaled her facts and evidence all in a civil tone, didn't call one name or say one ugly thing and even had a sense of humor about it all. We think that's a good model to follow. We love an exchange of ideas, but encourage people to be civil. Followed by a letter um, from Ed Nicholson saying that the crowd might be saying we could have and should have if the future unfolds in such a way that electrical vehicles become the norm. A very long letter from a regular attendee at town board meetings, Laura Martin, who backs the supervisor 100% and is very critical of the newspapers and others questioning um, some of his initiatives, followed by more letters. These two, we were very pleased that two members of the Knox Highway Department came down to our newsroom, our news offices this week, and delivered their letters in person. We owe an apology to James Shager because we had a picture of him in the background with his back to the camera last week and identified it as someone else who had been on the tour wearing similarly plaid shirt, work boots, and jeans. And we certainly didn't mean to offend him and have made our correction this week and online as well. We really appreciated this letter from Matthew Shands, who um, has some ideas about what improvements are actually needed, having worked in the department for a long time, its youngest member, and also has a high regard for the supervisor, Vasilios Lefkadidis, and his example is beautifully told. He said when the supervisor walks into the highway garage, he shakes hand, and he doesn't care if your hands are dirty or not. Very, very nice anecdote. Um, more letters on this page. This is from Dave Schaefer in Knox, of course, who spoke at the very heated town board meeting about the hoax of climate change and expands on some of his views here. As always, we have editor's notes with 
as we tell people, you're entitled to your own opinions, but not your own facts. And we put the facts in the editor's notes at the end. And finally, we have a letter from Josh Von Hogg, the college student who's a Knox native and ever since high school has written us letters to the editor, and he's about to graduate, so we congratulate him on that. And he had a letter that was read at the February 14th meeting that became uh, a center of discussion and controversy and was nice enough to send us a copy that is posted on our website. So anyone that wants to hear or read what that letter was about can do it, even if they weren't at the meeting. Turning to the next page, we have two letters from another hill town, Bern, and this is on an ongoing controversy over the closing of Stage Road. We hear from someone, a Republican, who is in support of it. It's become a somewhat political issue in town, and then we hear from uh, Joel Wilsey, a man who has been steadfast in his belief that it was closed improperly. Turning the page, we have yet more letters of our more typical nature. Many things you can do out and about in our area. Uh, Judy Deneen has cleverly suggested instead of March Madness, you take up some March Gladness at her church community dinner. Um, you can learn how to improve your old apple trees. We have some that don't even bloom anymore. And um, a very knowledgeable... Um, Manager of Indian Lanner Farms, Tim Albright, is going to be explaining how you can help your trees bloom and bear fruit. You can eat a meal served by Boy Scout Troop 264 and help send the scouts to Washington, D.C. Another Washington, D.C. sending is veterans to see their monuments, and we have a thank you and encouragement from Rich Paris for the bottle and can drive that has netted money to send many veterans to see that. And finally, Altamont Elementary School is having its annual fundraiser, which is always packed and is a fundraiser as well. And Mr. Doak is going to make his last appearance as Soak the Doak, <laughs> because apparently, according to this letter, he's retiring soon. We have a reaction from our earlier editorial, and of course, we conclude with our traditional favorite of the old men of the mountain. Then, finally, we get to the news. I attended an early morning meeting on Monday to hear about what's happening with the Hilton Park as the town is working to make it safe and accessible. They have decided to lower the hump on Hilton Road. There's the grand old century old barn um, designed under the auspices of Mr. Osterhout for Captain Hilton. And the rail trail crosses right across it. Many new housing developments in the area will make this a special green spot once the development is complete. And the movement on Monday was to have soil tests done so it can be understood if the soil can be used to fill in some of these potentially dangerous ravines as well as lowering the road. Up in Burn Knox, Westerlow, the board had a lively meeting, discussed insurance. The matrix plan is being retired, and our reporter H. Rose Snyder looked into what will happen next. Also, changes updating the website by Bill DeVoe, who works as the school's publicist. 
This is more from the front page story, and it's kind of an interesting thing to look at where the agricultural districts are in our county. No surprise, there are a lot in the hill towns, but somewhat surprising to me, there are quite a few in Gilderland as well. Underneath, we have a look at um, the board reaction to a front page story we had where the Burnox Westerlo supervisor, Timothy Mundell, had expressed his concerns about the students getting free or reduced price lunches, an indication of poverty, doubling in the last three years from around 20% to 40%. Some of the school board members felt that this was um, shaming them and there was a stigma attached. And we just looked into some more about that. And um, we encourage anyone entitled to those free meals to get them. You've earned them. You pay your taxes. It helps kids learn to be well-fed. And Dr. Mundell's point was to let people know if a school has poverty in it, it needs additional aid to help um, even the playing field. And we're all for that. Uh, news from Westerlo, Michael Seculi is, um, has been named to the Catholic Charities Tri-County Services. He's been a volunteer for a long time, and we commend him for his efforts. More on All-American Boys and the authors who wrote it. Turning the page, we have lots of activities at our libraries. Yet again, there was a cooking contest at the Byrne Library where the judges listened with smiles on their faces as the kids explained how they prepared their potatoes. And there's a young woman, Lena Thomas, a very beautiful girl, <laughs> who um, is hard at work slicing her potato. The Gilderland Library was for the birds. <laughs> Uh, they had um, a specialist come in and talk about birds of prey. Turning the page, we have the always active seniors and lots of their news, as well as general community news and things to do and see in our area. This was kind of a fun picture that a grandfather sent in, his five-year-old grandson, Tyler Grant, since he knew about snowmen, has been wanting to build one, and with the winters he's had, not much luck. Well, he took advantage of our sudden and snowfall two weeks ago and built his first snowman. He's giving us a thumbs up. Susan Kidder, as always, has fascinating and frequent events for those in New Scotland wanting to get on the yellow bus and go places. Our Blotter's page this week has several state police arrests as well as um, the usual arrests we have from both the Albany County Sheriff's and the Gilderland Police. Our obituaries page has um, two profiles by H. Rose Schneider, each done with sensitivity about men who are worth reading about and remembering. After our legal pages, again, with local um, happenings that people can keep track of, we conclude with sports. And it's the end of the road for basketball in our coverage area. And Michael Koff, in his excellent pictures, has 
caught the moment for the two of our teams that made it the furthest, and that's Voorheesville, and these are the two top scores there, as well as Burnox Westerlo, girls, top score there, very supportive coach, and a little sadness at the end of the line. But we conclude with a rousing victory. Burnox Westerlo cheer team made their first appearance at sectionals and placed fourth. Congratulations. And as we opened, we will close with the Gilderland girls, Flying Dutchmen, true to their name, heading for the state championships this weekend in Syracuse. Sail high and good night. <laughs>